Today, what I want to talk to you about, you know, um, every now and then I would go on the internet. Tough crowd, Carly, tough crowd. <laughs> every now and then they didn't get it. it was, that was a great one, right? Because you got to, you know, nowadays you live on the internet. You shop on the internet. You, you do, you, 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 what, you what? You sell on the internet. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do what you got to do. But every now and then I would jump on and I would see this thing called a meme. And uh, there are, there's these particular memes that I see often that people would put and at the end of it, it would say goals. So, for example, they would take a, a couple that they see that are looking real uh, couple-y. Is that a word? I learned another word this week. Somebody said, I don't like going outside because outside is too people-y. <laughs> I like that word. It's too people-y for me. This is a tough crowd. Hallelujah. Oh, man. But uh, 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 so, so they would put up a power couple or what looked like a power couple dressed nice and holding each other's hand. And at the bottom, they would simply write relationship goals. Y'all ever seen those memes? Or they would, amen, you've seen those, right? Amen. It would usually be me and Sister Sherry and everybody would repost us and write relationship Amen. Now you want to come alive, huh? When it's time to put a brother down, huh? Don't you try helping a brother up? That's my brother Barack. Amen. Or they would put they would put somebody with a nice car, a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, and they would put car goals or or career goals. Y'all have ever seen this? Some of you might have posted this. Or 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 marriage goals or Financial goals, career goals. And so the thing about the internet is the, the picture might not truly reflect what's happening in the picture. Might be a borrowed car. <laughs> Amen. I, hey, come on, somebody. The couple might just fought in the elevator and is walking out to a banquet and said, you better smile. And, but even though the picture is not a representation of what might be the reality, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And what it does to us, it, it depicts a place that we would like to be in an area in our lives. We would like to be in a better financial position. Come on. How many of you like to be in a better financial position? Lord, whoever ain't clapping, then don't hook them up. But if you need to be in a better financial position today... The whole church, don't clear. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> or, or a better family position. Amen. Family goals. Come on. Amen. Only two people want their family. They're like, I'm done with them. They do whatever. Or a better whatever. Amen. How many of you could do a better car position? Amen. Amen. It's New York, right? Nobody want to. How many of you could do with a nice house goals? Like you, you're so ready for house goals that you, you would used to post the mansion pictures. Now you'd post like an apartment picture, house goals. Just get me a place, Lord. Anybody with me? Amen. Well, today what I want to talk to you about is meaningful goals. Meaningful goals. Tell your neighbor, meaningful goals. Hallelujah. Shall we pray together? Father, I just ask that you would bless your word today. 
to everybody that is under the sound of my voice, that, Lord God, we would be transformed by your word. For information is good, but like I always say, Father, information without application will always lead to frustration. For how could we know better but still not experience better? And so we pray that the word would take root to the point where we apply it. And instead of frustration, we experience transformation. That we, we may become what the word intends for us to become in our lives. Draw us closer to the cross today. And just let everybody be blessed in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 21, verse 5, this is what it says. The plans of the diligent, amen, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. The plans of the what? Or the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plan. Oh, we in some straight up KJV today, hallelujah. Can we remix that to an NIV? Here we go. The plans of the diligent lead to? That's not profit as in the prophet of God. That is profit. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Somebody say profit. Hallelujah. The plans of the who? Now that's the problem. That's not right. That word diligent means consistent, it means constant, it means never quitting, it means being able to withstand so much, it means in the middle of the storm you're still standing, it means that no matter what comes my way, I am going to hold the reins and keep going. It is only when you have that type of mentality, you will begin to see the prophet. Otherwise, you will have to see the other prophet. That was a good joke, too, right there, Carly. The other, like the one who prayed for you. Anyway. And the Bible has given you a guarantee. It says, diligency will give you success as surely as haste or laziness leads to poverty. Come on, somebody. It's a guarantee. How many know that if you don't work, guarantee ain't no paycheck coming? Come on. Y'all don't believe me? Try it out. <laughs> Call tomorrow and say I quit. And then go pick up the paycheck in, in, a, in a couple of months. Like just show up to a job you, you quit six years ago. Like when I was a teenager, I worked for Roy Rogers. I should just roll up in Roy Rogers. Where's my paycheck at? I'm like, Who are you? It's a guarantee that if you don't do work, there is nothing that you can benefit from. And the Bible says the opposite is true too. If you put the work in, you are guaranteed to see success if you are diligent. And one of the things that we make a mistake in is that we don't have goals for our lives. Amen? And, and, and when I say goals, I'm talking about meaningful goals. You see, in order to uh, experience or to get to a big vision... And I got a big vision. You know, in order to accomplish something that is tremendously big, because sometimes what you want to accomplish can be so big it overwhelms you. Have you ever felt like that? 
Like for example, you know, uh, take for example, you're trying to get in shape. You're trying to get that summer body. Or somebody. You're just trying to get... <laughs> And, or, or, you know, you, you walk into the doctor's office and the doctor says to you, you have to lose 20 pounds or you're, going, you're borderline. And you're like, man, how, how do I, my fridge, it's just a lot of issues in your head immediately when he says that. Or, or you might be trying to buy a house or you might be trying to fix issues or trying to have a good family relationship and things might be overwhelming. Or you might have a big dream. For example, one of my dreams is to own a theme park. Just the thought of that is like, how? but where you start? Just bring a bike. Give them a ride for a dollar. Amen. Just the thought of a dream that magnitude is so big that you say, I can never ever accomplish these things. That's a lie from the pit of hell. If God called you to do something, you can do it. Notice what I said there. If God has called you to do it, he'll give you the strength to do it. I'm going to say that again for those whose spirit can connect with that. The rest. If God has called you to do something, you can do it. If God has called you to do something, you can do it. Because he who begun a good work is able, hallelujah, to complete it. And whatever he's got planned for you, he's going to bring it to pass. And so here's the first point I want to make to you, that before you can take a second step, you got to take a first step. I'm going to say that again. Before you could take the second step, you've got to do what? Take the first step. You've got to have some type of goal. If I want to leave the building, in order for me to get outside, I can't take the second step without taking the first step. And a lot of us, we never have any goals, any plans, any steps to get to where we want to go, but we just want to arrive there. That is never going to happen in your life. If you want to get out of financial debt, before you take the second step, you got to take the first. Some of you say, what's my first step? If you have no idea what your first step should be to getting to any goal you have in life, your first step ought to be to educate yourself in the area. What you don't know will cost you. Anybody ever got a parking ticket? Have you ever used the excuse that Pastor Rich used? I didn't know. I ain't see the stop sign. I didn't know the speed limit was 50 miles per hour. Sorry that I was doing 129. If I knew, <laughs> come on. Does the police officer ever say, oh, man, oh, you didn't know. Go on ahead, sir. Not in New York, they don't. They say, wait right here, sir. I'll be right back. And you know what's happening at that point. You, you, come on. They coming back with that yellow paper. You're like, oh. First thing you do is look in the back. Which fine did I get? You pay for what you don't know. And what you don't know can be causing you not to be successful in life. So a lot of people just want to jump and end up at the end of their goals in life. But you've got to take steps. And in order to take steps, you got to take a first step. If I don't know anything, i got to educate myself. If I don't have skills, I've got to learn skills. Come on, somebody. A lot of people have no skills. And they want to get out of 
debt. They want to be, you know, uh, uh, it takes skills to be in a marriage. Everything you do in life will take skills. Remember what the Bible said about David? David was a skilled harp player. Everything you do in life is going to take skills. Being marriage takes skills. You got to learn how to navigate. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Amen. Being in, in, in anything takes skills. And if you don't have skills, here's what you want to do. You want to uh, learn something. Make yourself valuable. You know, I, I, I saw a, a, a signature this week that was worth just a signature on a letter. And it was being sold for $14,000. So, I, yeah, yeah, it wasn't my signature either. Hallelujah. So I called Sherry over. I said, look at this. This man's signature is $14,000. Can you believe his signature is worth that much? And she reminded me, she said, it is worth how much people are willing to pay for it. If we all decided it ain't worth 14000 the price will drop. But why is that signature worth a lot? Because behind that signature is a bunch of skills. That y'all ain't know, y'all ain't see what I'm saying. And, and that person increased their value in life to the point where people are paying for their handwriting. You've got to have something that, that, that separates you. Be good at what you do in life. Don't be a, a, a slouch. Be diligent at it. Be the best that you can be at it. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. And the Bible says that if you're diligent in those ways, that your life will prosper. And when you do that, so, so if, if you have a skill already, here's another thing you ought to do. Improve on it. Become better at what you do. And when you set your goals and you're working on your skills, take the first step. And when you've taken the first step, guess what you got in, in front of you? A second. And before long, sometimes you might not be at the top of the stair, but you're not at the bottom anymore. And you're learning. You know, they used to say, how do you eat a whole elephant? The first time I've heard that, I'm like, first of all, who want to eat an elephant, bro? You know, I'm trying to have a steak elephant. But the saying goes, how do you eat a, a whole elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. One bite at a time. Whatever you want to accomplish in life, don't let it overwhelm you. Break it down into small goals. I want a better marriage. What is it that's going wrong in my marriage? I want to have a peace of mind. What is it that frustrates me? Now, here's the problem. When you find out what frustrates you, for example, one of the things that has got a lot of people depressed is social media. But what has got them depressed, they don't want to give up. Well, Pastor, you know I need Facebook for my business. You ain't sold but one product in the last two years and you're depressed. You just need to get up. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Do you follow what I'm saying? I want my marriage to change. Then learn how to say I'm sorry, but, but it's not me. Ooh, there's a problem now between goal setting. I want to improve on the skills. Then, then you got to hit the gym. You want to be a boxer? You, you can't be eating fries and chicken. 
You got to hit the gym. Do y'all follow what I'm saying? You want to be a better musician? You got to play. You want to be the greatest rapper of all time? You got to hang with me. Do y'all follow that? A lot of people, the breakdown comes between, oh, that's good. That's good. Set a goal. Set a goal. The problem is the discipline. No, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Discipline. Now, listen to this, y'all. I wrote something down. Discipline. Goals with discipline can make, watch this, goals with discipline can make vision come into fruition. Oh, that was so good. Where you say that? <laughs> goals with discipline can make any vision come into fruition. Do y'all believe that? But goals without discipline will make your vision just a fantasy. Get around people all talking about, you know, one day, one day nothing. It's, it's Thursday. You said that last 20 years ago, Thursday then too. What is the difference between people who are actually bringing things to pass in their life and those who are not? It's not that complicated, y'all. It's called discipline. The guy who is disciplined, the, the painter who stays painting every day will only get better. You will only improve. I'm going to say that again. You will only improve at what you do. The, the more you stick to it, the more you're disciplined. So while everybody else is going out and doing other things, you have a choice. You can't go out when everybody else is going out if you've got a big vision. You can't do what everybody else does. There's a saying, if you do what everybody else does, you'll get what everybody else got. You want different from life, you've got to be disciplined. You can't want the some summer body hanging out and lifting weights in Popeye's. You can't have a better family but never want to put the time in to spend it with them. Listen, building a family takes skills and discipline. I've got two older ones. When I hang with them, it seems a little bit easier because they're older. We can talk about more mature stuff. Now that I'm older, you get around the little ones. They want to hop, skip, and do stuff. And they be like, Daddy, come jumping. I be like, bro, you know my knees. Like, They want to run. They want to be like, you know, come in the room. I want to beat box challenge. I'm like, my lips don't even. Si well, yeah, Silas. Sorry, Shy. Apologize. <laughs> Correction immediately. You know that, and, 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 but I have to, if I want to raise my boys to be men, discipline and sacrifice me and say, okay, I'm going to get on my knees and run around with this little boy today, no matter what it takes. If you want a better marriage, you're going to have to discipline yourself and say, I'm going to spend time with this woman. And then she starts, you know, I don't like that you do this, that, then you get, okay, all right, all right. And you take it all. You just take it. Hallelujah. <laughs> And you make the improvement. It takes discipline because everything inside of you want to fight. Everything inside of you want to make excuses. I've learned that the reason a lot of people don't succeed is because they got an excuse for everything. An excuse for why they overweight. An excuse for why they this. An excuse for why they, they're not financially better. An excuse for why this. I, you, it's my mother this. It's my father this. It's this. If the people do this. It's this. It's that. It's that. And meanwhile, people who are going through exactly what you're going through are succeeding. The difference is discipline. 
If you are disciplined, you can make your vision become into a reality, y'all. Your vision can be, be fruition. You can see it happening. Somebody should get excited right there. Whatever you dreaming of, stick with it and watch God work his, his hands behind it and bring it to pass. Do you know how many times people who will tell you, uh, uh, they, they, you know, Walt Disney said this. Walt Disney said, I have went to the plate and bat so many times and missed. But the one and few times that I've hit so hard is because they were grand slams and home runs that nobody ever noticed all of the misses. Nobody don't remember the amount of times Michael Jordan missed. Nobody don't remember the amount of times Kobe missed. But we remember the winning shots. And all it takes is one time. Amen? Amen? Look, look, look. Look at what the Bible says about discipline. Look at this. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12, 11, there's a powerful scripture there. Hebrews chapter 12, 11. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. <laughs> How many of you like to be disciplined? How many like when you, your parents used to discipline you? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me in this place. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. My wife talking about tomorrow we going on a diet. I heard her over saying that to Stacy. She didn't tell me yet. I know it's coming when I leave the car. I just know. And I was so mad in the corner over there when they were talking. She's like, we're going on a diet tomorrow. I was over there like, no, we not. Or if we want to get a financial goal going, and my wife said, we got to save now. We got to budget and watch every dollar. I don't want to watch nothing. I just want to spend spend. I'm the only one. Hallelujah. <laughs> or, or, or we've got to study. We've got to, we've got to educate ourselves in the area. Here's a good book. My wife always got a book for me to read. You need to read this. This here. And I'm like, no, I want to watch Netflix. Don't they got this book on movie? Yesterday we driving, I ain't even going to blow you up. She brought up this book. She was like, you want to read this? I, I, I want to blow you up so bad. She was like, you want to hear this? And everything inside of me was like, no. I don't want to ever read that book. I don't want to. I said, so, so, but marriage is skills. So I simply said, I think they have that in a movie format. <laughs> I would like to see how they display this book in a movie format and then she but you know movies leave out some of the key parts so I just shut up and smiled yeah kept it going the point I'm trying to make is whatever is good for you don't feel good there's no joy to it but look at what the book of Hebrews says and in context here he's talking about the Christian living because I mean you know the Christian living is very rough in a world that hates our God. But he says it doesn't feel pleasant at the time when God is putting you through stuff. It's actually very painful. As a matter of fact, the only way to get muscles is by resistance. You see, if I could get muscles by lifting air, I would be so beautiful. 
The problem is, is that the only way to get the muscles is to have something fight me. Something that I don't like. And let me tell you, that applies to everything in life. Everything in life. Even sometimes training children. The children you're trying to train will fight you. The, 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 everything in life. Don't you ever think nothing comes without a struggle. Lazy people who don't want it. I'm going to say it and I'm, I, I'm, I'm working on my face expression. Because sometimes the face don't match what I'm feeling. It look like I'm angry. I'm not angry. Happy face. <laughs> Lazy people. <laughs> Your life ain't going to get anywhere, y'all. You've got to decide to set goals, be diligent, and be disciplined. And when the feeling of I don't want to do this comes on you, and it will, fight it. I'll just move out and go on to my next point. Amen. It says, it feels painful. But look at what the Bible says. But later on, however, it produces a... Everybody like to eat, but don't nobody... Not I, said the, the cow. Not I, said the... Y'all remember that? Well, who is who it? Little something. Little, little scrappy. They had a little day. They, they was rapping in the barnyard before they. <laughs> Y'all remember the story? Who's going to come with me to pick the wheat? Not I said the pig. Not I said the turkey. Not I said the cow. Not I said. All right. So the little whatever. Little hen. I'm just going to say that. Went to pick it. And said, who's going to come with me to bake it? Not I said the chicken. Not I said the turkey. Not everybody said not I. When he, when he finished, he said, who's going to help me eat it? I said everybody. A lot of us want to eat off of everybody's plate when God wants to give you your own plate. Ain't y'all going to say nothing to me, man. God is good. Here's another thing. Don't be scared of failure. And I want to define failure. Failure, when I say failure, I don't mean when you go out and you commit sin. And your life is in trouble because you sin. And be like, oh, pastor said don't fear failure. That is called falling. <laughs> I am not talking about falling. Falling needs repentance and turning away. Don't fear failure. And you going out, I'm going to drink my head off or, or you know, out, out of control, lascivious living is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when in context you are building something in your life. And you thought it was going to work, but it didn't work the way you planned. Don't fear that. Successful people think like this. If something doesn't work, I didn't fail. I just learned what didn't work. Now I can go on another course. Let me give you an example. I live in New York. In a part in New York. Amen. We online now, you know, people show up to your crib like, oh, that's where you live, <laughs> Mr. Preacher. That's where you live, come outside. You like talk, Bowie, eh? <laughs> there are many roads to get there. One of them is the Belt Parkway. Oftentimes, the Vanwick and the Belt Parkway, since I was a child, is closed for construction. Never once when I hit a roadblock do I say, can't go home today. 
Gonna go sleep in the church. If I want to get there, the minute I hit a roadblock, I never am convinced there's not another way. What we do in reality for traveling, we should do in our goal setting. If I hit a roadblock, there's got to be another road. There's got to be another way to get there. And only if the Spirit of God says, I just don't want you going down this way, then you back out. But if you don't get that feeling from the Lord Jesus, if God ain't telling you nothing, then try something else. But don't quit. Come on, somebody, don't quit. Tell your neighbor, don't quit. Don't be scared of failure. And here's what I find is the best thing when you get, because those moments are really frustrating. When you try so hard and something just bombed, has that ever happened to you? Listen, I'm a musician. That's what I did all my life. There are times uh, 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 in my mind, I got the show planned out in my mind, and I'm going to go out. Oh, I got a new idea. Ooh, I go out there and enjoy flop. Everybody like, hey, amen. Like, oh, man. I never quit. I go back to the drawing board. What else can I do? What else can I try again? How could I rework this? What did I miss? What is it that I'm not seeing? Y'all hearing me in the place? And when you do that, then you can go back. But here's a scripture I want to show you that is the best cure for failure or one of for me. It's in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. It says this. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known. God, I tried and it didn't go the way I planned. God, it is frustrating and it's worrying me, but I give it to you. Is there another way? Show me, Father, what else can I do? Bring someone in my life to educate me. Bring people around me that can, that can pick me up in this moment. Because, God, I'm weak right now. When you begin to call on God in those moments, I promise you, you've got a God that loves you. And he will speak to you. He will comfort you. He will give you a rerouting. If a GPS, that don't, Siri, who is Siri? If Siri can reroute me, if Google can reroute me i've got a bigger satellite in the skies y'all ain't saying nothing to me and whenever i get lost in that gps reroute me I, i'm often reminded that god is the same he can reroute your path and take you on a place where you can get to where you gotta go amen i'm getting ready to close in a few minutes number four when you're setting goals watch out for distractions the book of Proverbs chapter 425 says this, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Keep your eyes straight on the goal. Don't, don't look. Tough crowd. Let your eyes look straight ahead and fix your gaze directly before you. Keep your eyes on the goal. Do you know how easy that is to take your eyes off of what you're trying to do? Look, look, look at this. This is in a different context, but it's so powerful. Mark 4, 19. But all too quickly, look at this. Jesus is talking here about the seed, right? He says, all too quickly, the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desires for other things come in. That's distractions. And what do they do? They choke the word, making it unfruitful. Distractions can make all your goals become 
unfruitful. Amen? I want to give you an example of what I mean. So this week, I had the opportunity to do some pool time, Sister Carlene. You happy for me? Sister Carlene paid for the whole thing. Sister Carlene, you just going to lie on stage like that? You just going to (laughs) lie? I had an opportunity to take my two little boys into a pool. Trying to be, yeah, this was rough too, y'all. Them boys want to dive, and I'm, I just want to chill in a corner and enjoy. Y'all ain't feeling me today, man. So I took these two boys into the pool, amen? And uh, you got my picture? You got my picture? Amen. Throw a picture. There they go. They enjoying the pool. I want to go back. <laughs> now, these two little boys are enjoying the pool. We talking distraction, Sister Carly. You want to hear my story? We don't often get to go in the pool. We live in New York. It's cold. I ain't trying to go in no pool. <laughs> you got that one winter friend who talk about, yo, let's go to the gym, go in the pool. Bro, bro it's cold, bro. <laughs> nah, it, but the pool is, it got a heated pool. It's cold, bro. <laughs> like, people don't understand when you live in New York, not only do you feel cold, your mind becomes frozen. <laughs> you got you to gotta unfreeze your mind before you can even go in the pool. Anybody know what I'm talking about in New York? Y'all ain't going to give me no help. They be like, but the pool is warm. Come on. you like, bro, no. <laughs> and so whenever we get the opportunity, I love it. I love it. I'm in the pool. I'm in the pool, man. I'm in the pool. So my little boys, they're not professional swimmers. So you know how city kids, when they get to a pool, they learn how to go underwater. It's life. They like, whoo, whoo, So shy. You know, other kids from other places, they swimming across. Mother taking a little baby, tossing them in the pool. You're like, what in the world? That, that's a baby. We literally were seen it. One lady was like, come on. And, and she hold her baby and toss the baby. You better swim or you're going to die. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This world is heartless. My little guy's on some, dad, check this out. One, two. I'm like, yeah, my man. You ready for the Olympics, bro? Shy's laughing. (laughs) Right, Shy? Don't leave me out here. Thank you. So, like, by the, you know, the 16th hour of being in this pool, because they don't ever want to come out. Shy mastered about a good 10 seconds underwater. His goal was to like get around 15. So he was working on it. Shy went in and he said, Dad, check this out. One, two. How long? How long? He got me counting the whole time. You got to sit there and count. If you want to be a father, discipline. All you try and do is just, I don't want to count. I don't want to, I just want to enjoy this pool, my man. But not shy. You got to count. Shy dug down. Count that. One, two, two seconds, Shy. So I had a little help from Silas. Silas would count, and we would be there counting. Five days we in the pool counting. <laughs> Shy made it up to about five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Five. He's excited. His goal is to get about to 10, 15, right? Another kid jumps in the pool. Start swimming around like a shark. 
I'm watching the kids. <laughs> I'm watching the kid. Shy finally gets to about 13, 14. And the kid jumps in. The kid said, let's do it together. And the kid must have been from another city because Shy was killing him. <laughs> he must have been from Jersey. You know, New York ain't losing to no Jersey. That's why Brooklyn still can't win over the Knicks because that's a Jersey team. Come on, somebody. You ain't going to come and wear a Brooklyn shirt. You still Jersey. Let's close in prayer. So the kids start swimming around. And Shy is there, and Shy is hitting about 14. And the kid is dropping off around nine. And is a proud father and a pastor. I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the kid did something that, of course, the Lord started speaking to me. Because the kid couldn't do what he was doing, the kid said, I bet you can't go to a hundred. <laughs> I'm glad y'all are so excited for my family for me. The kid said, I bet you can't go to a hundred. Nice little kid, and I understand what's happening here. And he said that. As a father, I said, first of all, we can go to a hundred because he might not get up. A hundred underwater for me is rough. That's a whole minute and a lot of seconds. <laughs> and I watched Shy, and I'm so grateful, Shy kind of ignored the challenge because he had an option right there. My goal is 15. But because somebody else see me close to my goal and they're not, they want to tell me my standards is not good enough when they don't even measure up to where I'm standing. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And try to put a goal on my life that daddy never agreed with. When he told me 15, daddy said, that's cool. When the enemy, when the other boy came in and said 100, I said, daddy never said 100 because 100 might kill you. And he could have been distracted and taken on somebody else's goal for his life that daddy never said and hurt himself in the process. And a lot of us get distracted with social media and who's doing what and who's growing and who's on this and who's and whose family and what they got and what car they got and who's doing this. Keep your eyes on what daddy said over your life. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. If you don't got what others got, then don't worry about it. Your life is your life. You move at the pace God gave you. If you need to speed up, ask God to help you to speed up. But don't run according to anybody else's race. And don't let anybody else's words make you change your whole plan. Because you never know people's motive. I did not know what this Jersey kid was up to, but I could see the Jersey in him. 
Hey, Jersey, if you're watching, I'm joking, y'all. Ain't nobody from New Jersey gonna ever go to this. I'm joking. I'm joking. So that's a couple things I gave you there so far. We talked about setting small goals before you could take. All right. Before you could take the second step, you got to take the first step. Amen. Goals with discipline can make your vision come into fruition. Goals without discipline makes your vision a fantasy. Don't be afraid of failure. Failure is just finding out what didn't work. Don't allow distractions to take you off of what you're trying to do. And last but not least, in your goal setting, your most important goal, if you would throw it up for me, your most important goal should be to have a right relationship with God and make it into heaven. For the book says this, put up Mark 8.36. What's the point of getting all the other goals and you have lost your soul. Goals themselves can become a distraction if God's will is not attached to it. I said in a song, I forgot what I said in a song. <laughs> it was something about will though. <laughs> My dreams, your will should lead to the same thing. My dreams, your will should lead to the same thing. But that would never happen if your will ain't the main thing. Earthly dreams are just an illusion. They never satisfy. They bring confusion. And now I finally get it. What he mean when he says my heart is deceitfully wicked. This heart will tell you you want things that you don't want. The biggest person that I've had a hard time dealing with in life is sitting in my chest right here, me. I stopped trying to worry about how to deal with people because them gone. <laughs> a tough crowd. A tough crowd. Is dealing with me. I'm not worried about the lies people tell to me. It's the lies I tell to myself. Oh, you got forever. No, you don't. Oh, you're going to be healthy. Don't worry, you'll work on your health later. You don't know if later will ever come. Oh, you got time to raise the boys. You can spend time with them next week. No, that might never happen. Invest the time in them now. Oh, you could get back on that business later. Oh, you could do all this later. No, no, the lies that I tell to myself. Oh, you do too much. Somebody else should do it. Why you got to do all the work? Because I got to do all the work. Because they don't have the same dreams I have. And nobody should outwork me in my own dream. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. It's the lies I tell to myself that bothers me. 
And I don't want to build an entire life gaining everything, but not what the will of God is for my life. Because I can tell you this, dreams never guarantees happiness. But God's will, oh my gosh, the blessings of the Lord, the Bible says this, makes rich and adds no sorrow. What's the point of chasing a dream and you don't have a marriage anymore? What's the point of chasing a degree, Sister Carlene, right? A, a doctor doctorate. And you're depressed. What's the point? That's what the Bible says. When you chase all these things, be careful. Because there ain't a thing on earth that is better than God. Your number one chase should be God's will. Should be to do what he says and to make it into heaven. Because you will die. I close with this, Sister Carling. Give me a little music there, Sister Carling. Give me something nice. Give me some goals music. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Sister Carling, you're making me nervous. You're making me nervous, Pastor. Goal yourself over there. Cool, you see. What's the point of all of this? And you lose you. And you lose you. I never understand. Me and Sammy had a conversation this week. Sammy's talking about church hurt. Sammy's saying that you did we if you ever preach on that, you need a whole sermon. So plan wasn't to preach a sermon on it but I never understand why people say I have left God because someone in my life died now that sounds harsh but pastor can't you understand death is rough to deal with um uh, guys I got something to tell everybody <laughs> with or without God people around you and you will you can't escape that the Bible tells you why it exists no matter what they try to do to get rid of God science doesn't explain the intricacy of life how we have emotions how we feel how we love how we have desires and then one day we die and you can watch somebody who's got all the organs in place and next second something is gone from them and the body is lifeless. And the Bible answers all of this. And this is what the church don't want to talk about anymore because we're scared to offend. But the truth is, you're going to pass away. And you don't get to decide after that what's going to happen. You don't get to decide here. The sovereign God who made the world, he wants to be able to say to you, well done. Well done. My, I'm going to say it slow. I'm going to just let the word speak. Well done. My good 
and faithful superstar. Well done, my good and faithful rich guy. Well done, my good and faithful. Everything I've ever done was to serve you. So if I ever become famous, the world gonna know your name. If I ever become rich, the kingdom will never be broke. If I ever invent anything, it's gonna benefit humanity for your glory. Whatever I do will be to bring men and women to you because I've seen what Satan has done to men and women. They're depressed, they're sad, they're lonely, they're suicidal, and they drink more to medicate the pain, and they lust more, and they, they hurt more. But we've got an answer, and his name is Jesus. And let your number one goal be to let everything that you do in this life give him glory and to make it into heaven. Shall we pray today? Can you stand to your feet and I'll pray? Those watching online, I want to pray with you. If you don't know Jesus, let's get that goal covered right now. Pray with me. Say, Father God, I ask you to forgive me of every sin. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I love you, Lord. And I thank you that you died for me and that I'm free. I'm free indeed. I thank you that God, you said, if I put my trust in you, I will not perish, but have everlasting life. And I believe that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Lift up whatever goal you might have before the Lord. Come on, lift your hands as a sign that some things you want God to do in your life. If you don't have a goal or you don't have any, lift up your hands and say, God, give me, give me purpose. Give me desires. Give me passion again. Help me not to quit because I'm still breathing, which means you're not finished with me yet. Lift up your hands all over this room in the name of Jesus, God. It's not too late for fathers to fix their families. It's not too late for mothers to fix their homes. It's not too late for you to dream and achieve what God has put in your heart. It's not too late for you to, 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 to be a successful business person. It's not too late to get your finances right. It's not too late to answer the call to ministry. It's not too late to let the Lord use you. Oh, there should be some, some worship going up in this place. If this is resonating with you, come on, somebody. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not. You, you, can, you, can, do, you can do everything that God has called you to do. You can do the will of God. You, he will give you strength. When Oh, gosh. God, whatever you have planned for your people today, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Let worship go up. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You get it back. Get your family back. Get your integrity back. Get your mind back. Get, get, get the passion back. Rebuke every word that ever said to you, you're nothing, you're nobody. Come on. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Right, Sister Carleen? We getting it back today. Come on, somebody. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Keep playing that, Sister Carleen. He's good. He's good. He's good. Get it back. 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 Hallelujah. Don't, don't worry about anybody else's goals for your life or goals for their life. You worry about what he said over you. Come on. He told you that why, why he's calling you to do what you do. Don't quit. Don't quit. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. If you, if, if, listen, let me say this. Sometimes our prayer is so short, but our demand is so big. Don't let that be today. Come on. Go after it in prayer today. Go after it a little bit more in prayer today. I want my health back. I want, I want, I want my life back. I want my joy back today. God, I don't, I don't even know what steps to take. Order my steps in your word, Father. I don't want to ever see a doctor again today, Father. I don't, God, in the name of Jesus, I don't want to deal with anxiety no more. Father, whatever I got to do to get rid, I want to be nice again. I want to be a pleasant person. I want to have friends again. I want to laugh again. I want to smile again. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus, get it back today. Get it. I want the joy of the Lord. I want my relationship back with you Lord I want you to move in my heart like only you can hallelujah fear gotta go in the name of Jesus don't be scared you're not gonna die you're gonna live hallelujah you're gonna live you're called to ministry you're called to do great things I'm gonna speak this until y'all believe it and I'm gonna believe that you believe it when I see you worshiping like you do in the name of Jesus you're gonna you're gonna achieve you're gonna be better than you were yesterday God is gonna fix the home there's gonna be peace in your house peace in your marriage your kids are gonna appreciate all that you have sown into them they might not see it now but they're gonna understand you're gonna give them hallelujah you're gonna go back and be a better father you're gonna apologize for the things you should have never said you're gonna get it right hallelujah you're gonna spend time you're gonna figure it out you're gonna you're gonna figure it out your life will be better tomorrow than it is today your past hallelujah will not hold you anymore somebody ought to reach out to God Father, it is an honor and a privilege to serve you. I don't ever do you any favors by trying to be in your will. I don't ever do you any favors by trying to get the world to know my name. Anything that you will ever do in my life it is an honor and a privilege to be used by you. So whether I am a base or I'm at the top of the mountain, help me like the Apostle Paul to say, that godly contentment is great gain. My goal is your glory. My goal is is your glory come on say that today my goal is your glory my goal is your my goal is your my goal is your so father whether your people are in corporate America or in layman America or they travel 
or they're working in a home office whatever their hands find to do may their goal be your glory in Jesus name give Jesus a round of applause go ahead like Sherry Amen. Amen you may have your seats uh, it's, it was a wonderful service today amen amen well i hope you are blessed i hope you are inspired and for everyone who's joining us from facebook or youtube uh today was a wonderful wonderful message pastor rich we thank you i know i'm motivated i'm inspired and above all things i want to make it into heaven amen amen well this was this was a wonderful opportunity here at church city and i want to uh invite you to a lot of things that we're doing uh this the rest of the year right so uh we have a wonderful vbs that will be coming up make some noise for that and at vbs it's a wonderful time church city goes all in we will be uh the vbs will be august 2nd to the 6th it's a little bit different is in the evening hours uh 6 p.m to 8 p.m two hours uh you will register you will bring your kids down we will pour into them we will teach them uh the word of god and we need some volunteers to make that happen amen so if you would like to volunteer please uh let us know um you can shoot us an email if you're online if you're in the building you can let us know and we will have a wonderful time there's never a kid that comes to vbs and doesn't love it and sidebar parents you get to drop your kids off for that two hours so you can have a little two-hour time to yourself amen amen just the volunteer stuff we really need people to volunteer we need teachers people who want to teach the children it's for two hours and we have to do it different this year because we can't keep you in the building for five hours amen so it's two hours in the afternoon we want to make sure we minister to our children because they need it they need to learn about Jesus I'm telling you, Silas comes to me all the time and the stuff they learn on Zoom, Silas is always telling us, right? Silas is the most Christian person in the, in the house at this point. He always tells Jesus doesn't want you to do that. Every, you know, Jesus say that's a lie. He be telling mom that, not me. Yeah, Jesus says you're special all sorts of time. We want him to continue to learn about Jesus. So we need volunteers. People who want to teach. People who want to help. And especially those that are in high school or college, because oftentimes when you get ready to go to college, you get ready to do something or you're trying to get a scholarship. I've often put down that the teenagers have worked in our VBS and you get community credits for that. So volunteer for that and, and don't take it lightly. We need your help. Amen. So please, it's an opportunity to serve. Well, Pastor, I don't know nothing about no kids. You're going to learn. Amen. Hallelujah. And then, yeah, you will enjoy. And then um, this Thursday for all the kids, this Thursday we will not be meeting on Zoom because I got great news, y'all. The kids, we, we are returning back to kids' church next Sunday. So the kids are, I know the kids will be excited about that because as they see their friends, they want to hang out. So we'll be back to um, kids' church. So no Zoom. So make sure you bring your kids, okay? And then on Friday... City Friday, we are back. No registration.
come on. Yeah, you just come on in and we're going to have a wonderful time. Amen. And then we'll be back here on Sunday. Yes. At 11 a.m. Yep. Thank you, Sister Sherry. And listen, on the website right now, now that we open back up, we've got a lot of... Uh, where are you going? Hallelujah. Where are you going? <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> she does not like to be up here. Amen. Hallelujah. But uh, we've got a lot of volunteer opportunities on the website, and we need your help. Amen. Hallelujah. And so if you'd like to volunteer to help the church out, join on there. Amen. Just go to the website and let us know. We're going to have a big meeting coming up. Amen. And those who want to be a part of VBS, let us know early because we're going to have a meeting for that too. And then on City Fridays, we're looking for people who like to act, who's got ideas, who like to script write, because we want to take City Fridays to another level. I got people from out of state calling and say, what y'all got a Saturday Night Live going on in your church? I say, you like it, honey? We love it. Amen. So people are watching and hopefully the Lord will take it to a, a level that blesses his name. Amen. But it's an opportunity for, our, for us to use our talent in the church. Did you enjoy today? Amen. All of this is only possible because you guys sow into the church. Or not. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> but we want to give you an opportunity to give those that are watching online. These are the ways you can sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed today and you like what we've done, you can do that electronically. Cash App Church City USA. Zell Church City USA at gmail.com or just go to our website, amen. ChurchCityUSA.com. I'm gonna ask you guys to those that are watching, share our broadcast. And those that are in the house, when you come and you got Facebook or YouTube, text about five people and share it on your page. Amen. It'll only cause God to get glory. And there's so many people that would have been blessed by a message today, like this. And I remember the beginning of the pandemic, so many people sharing and a lot of your co-workers and stuff were sending emails to the church and logging on people from all over. And we kind of stopped that. Let's get back to sharing it. Amen. If we don't share our church, who else will? And those that are watching, please share the broadcast. So when you go home, it's not too late to share it. Still share it on your page. You never know how God will use it. Text it to a friend and say, hey, you need a goal. Hallelujah. All right. Text it to a soccer player who ain't scored a goal. And I'll be like, bro, maybe these are the goals God meant for you to score. Amen. Hallelujah. But do that. And those of you that are in the house, please continue to sow into our ministry. You can give by all those means. If you still give conventionally and you want to um, give the way you normally give, make sure you see Brother Sam before you leave. And uh, he will make sure that you are able to do that. Please visit our product table too. All the wonderful t-shirts and stuff we've got over there. Uh, they love them shirts down in Tampa. Everybody who's a Christian to get biblical. They just, they just love that. Amen. And the king and the queen and all that stuff. You know, people walk around hot weather. I'm the king. I'm, you know, she's the queen. All right. I'm just going to close. Amen. Uh, thank you all for coming. Did you enjoy the service? Good. Then come back on a Friday or a Sunday. And it is so good to see you. Shall we all stand as we return praise to the Lord Jesus? And I'm going to ask my wonderful, beautiful wife, Sherry, who's making me diet this week, to pray. I'm about to eat everything before, the, no discipline. This Lord, just get off the mic. <laughs> Amen. Shall we pray? 
Father, I thank you for the word that we received today. We truly receive it. We pray that it was received on good ground, God. And as Pastor Rich says, we have to apply it so that we can see that transformation. Father, we thank you for inspiring us today, motivating us, God, and telling us what we should put in our in first place priority. You, God. Lord, we thank you. We receive it, God. I pray for a blessing for all your people who is in the building and joining us online father you see all those requests that we sent up before you during the service god we pray that you would work on your people's behalf we know that you love us and we ask for your guiding mercies to keep us and bring us back together in fellowship in jesus name and all god's people say amen amen please follow the leading of the ushers you may be seated and brother sam will dismiss you amen god bless